Have you ever watched somebody do something really dumb and found yourself saying, why would you do that? When my kids were growing up, we lived in a um, tri-level house. As you walk through the... Richard, this is like your house. When you walk through the front door, the, the main floor is right there. And then there's a half flight of steps that go to the upper level and a half flight of steps that go to the lower level, which is directly below the upper level. You all know what I mean by a tri-level house. <clears throat> my, one of my sons, I won't say which one, uh, was being impressive one day and decided to jump from the top level to the main level down the stairs. I'm thinking about six, five or six steps. And he did. And he was quite proud of himself. And so he decided to jump from the main floor down to the bottom floor. But what he didn't take into consideration that there is a wall partway down the steps going to the bottom floor. And I know I'm not explaining it well, but suffice it to say, he jumped and splatted against the wall. Fortunately, he, he wasn't hurt. That was pride, but not his body. And I couldn't help but ask the question, why would you do that? Sometimes we question when someone does something dumb. Also, we ask the question when, does, when someone does something malicious or mean. Why would you do that? I am guessing that we have all asked the question many times of many people. Why? Why, why, why would you do that? The event recorded in the passage of Scripture read this morning causes us to ask the same question about our friend Judas. Judas Iscariot, one of Jesus' closest disciples, goes to the authorities to tell them where they can find Jesus so they might arrest him. He makes a deal wherein he, Judas, would receive monetary remuneration for this information. Judas sells out Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. The scripture goes on to tell us that on the night that Jesus is hanging out with his disciples before Passover, Judas steals away to tell the authorities exactly where Jesus is. And it is so important to note here that the betrayal comes shortly after Jesus has washed Judas' feet. Once the authorities move in and arrest Jesus and treat him harshly, Judas rethinks his decision. Maybe a little late for that. He goes back to the authorities who dismiss Judas as irrelevant since they now have Jesus in custody. Now the gospel story indicates that Judas throws the coins down at the feet of the authorities and runs out and hangs himself. The book of Acts tells it differently as Judas buys a field with that blood money and dies in what appears to be a terrible accident in the field. 
But the gospel account emphasizes that once Judas saw what was happening to Jesus at the hands of the authorities, he was broken. He was desperate. He was repentant. And he didn't know how to fix it. And so he killed himself. The question is often raised, why did Judas betray Jesus? What were you up to, Judas? What was the point? It has been a topic of conversation among Christians for the last 2,000 years. Hundreds of articles have been written discussing it, and dozens of books have been written to give viable answers to the question. So, Judas, why would you do that? Why? Lots of answers have been given over the years. The Scripture in both Luke and John indicate that Satan enters Judas. Now that may be a literal understanding of folks in the first century, or it may be a more common idiom, kind of like when Flip Wilson says, the devil made me do it. And there is a different school of thought that Judas Iscariot was predestined by God to be the betrayer of Jesus and therefore had no ability not to betray him. He became an unwilling uh, automaton because God so directed. Another reason that the scripture alludes to, at least in John's gospel, is that Judas is dishonest and looking for a quick buck. Unfortunately, by modern measurements, 30 pieces of silver is worth as little as $90. Other possible reasons for why Judas betrayed Jesus have been forwarded by countless scholars and writers and songwriters alike. There is the common idea, as it seems to be presented in Jesus Christ Superstar, that Jesus has gone too far with his claims of messiahship, Judas is concerned that it will cost all the disciples their lives if Jesus doesn't cool it. And so Judas sings. Jesus, you've started to believe these things they say of you. They, you really do believe this talk of God is true. And all the go good you've done will soon be swept away. You've begun to matter more than the things you say. Listen, Jesus, do you care for your race? Don't you see that we must keep in our place? We are occupied. Have you forgotten how put down we are? I am frightened by the crowd, for we are getting much too loud, and they'll crush us if we go too far. Eventually, Judas betrays Jesus, hoping to save his own life and the life of the other disciples. Another explanation as to why Judas betrays Jesus is that Judas believes very much in Jesus, but is worried that Jesus hasn't gone far enough. And so within the betrayal is the built-in expectation that Jesus' hand will be forced and he will show himself in a mighty way to be the Messiah that they are counting on. The very first set of commentaries I ever owned... I was probably a junior in high school, was a series of paperback books called The Daily Study Bible by William Barclay. It was a truly wonderful set of commentaries that I used for many years and still use today. 
In those commentaries, Barclay makes the argument that Judas's actions are an attempt to force Jesus to be more overt in his claim of messiahship. This point of view has been the one that I've always understood to be behind Judas's actions, primarily because of Barclay's influence. Still another reason given for why Judas would betray the teacher he had followed for three years is that he has become disillusioned with Jesus' teaching. There has been a falling out because Judas doesn't seem to believe in Jesus anymore. In Shusaku Endo's magnificent little book, A Life of Jesus, Judas is described as one who follows Jesus as his claim to fame is on the rise and becomes delusioned, disillusioned as many in the crowd are becoming disillusioned. In the classic novel, The Last Temptation of Christ, Judas's reasoning for betraying Christ is that he has been planning, hear this, with Jesus to turn Jesus over to the authorities so that the crucifixion can take place so that people can think that Jesus has died so that when he comes back three days later, he will be understood to be, declared to be the Messiah, the Son of God. Judas betrays Jesus at the behest of Jesus himself. Now, some of these ideas make some sense to me. A couple of them just seem completely wacky. But the simple truth is, we don't know exactly what's happening in Judas's mind that causes him to betray the one who has come preaching love and grace and mercy. We do know, at least we think we know, that after the betrayal has played out, Judas comes to the realization that he is broken and has done a terrible thing. Judas, the person, has been thrown on the ash heap of history. Judas is a label of derision toward those who betray their friends. Judas and Benedict Arnold, two peas in a pod, Perhaps, and this may have something to do with my morality foundation, Dave, perhaps there should be a kinder and more merciful response to the person of Judas. Because one, we have no idea of Judas's struggles at the time. We don't know the demons with which he wrestled. Two, we have no idea what we might do if we were put into a situation like the one in which Judas found himself. We might make big claims about faithfulness, but until it is on the line, we don't really know how we might respond. As the quote in the bulletin says, Judas heard all of Christ's sermons. And yet when it came down to it, he gave him up. Three, the gospel that Jesus came preaching was a gospel of love and grace and mercy, and that was intended for all of us, even the betrayers in our midst. I believe that is why in the midst of the betrayal, 
As it is happening, Jesus made sure that two of the feet that he washed belonged to Judas. Just remember this. This is what we might learn from Judas's life. When you fail in your faith, and we all do, perhaps not as spectacularly as Judas, but when you fail in your faith, the one who washed the feet of Judas walks beside you and loves you, even in your failure. Amen.